Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum football. Maximum brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. I don't know if it's going to make you guys feel better or worse. Actually, I do. It's going to make you feel worse. I am going to feel worse. Uh, Robert Quinn, in case you missed it right as we were going to break, got traded to Philadelphia. Now, we didn't know what for what, okay? Sounds like, according to Ian Rappaport, it is a fourth rounder going to the Chicago Bears. For fourth Robert rounder Quinn. for Robert Quinn. Yeah. And the Bears are picking up most of the remaining salary for Robert Quinn, what? according to Mike Garofolo. Are, are you serious? Who well, also, what is going on there? He also retweeted a, a picture from somebody who covers the Bears that Roquan Smith was at the like the you know post practice whatever press conference when the Robert Quinn trade broke. Roquan Smith doesn't look real happy in this picture. <laughs> he just pulled a shirt okay. up over his face. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, and you're thinking also. Here's the other thing. Two, the Eagles are giving them a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if, how many picks they have in the fourth round. It's like eighteen. Yeah, yeah exactly. They have a thousand. They have a thousand. They have I, mean, picks. I mean, they gave up some to to the Titans for AJ Brown, but at worth the end it. of the day, yeah, worth it. And I mean, what you have? Um, who who else in the secondary? Bradbury. You gave up picks for Slay. Uh, Working out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, their trade game has been has been on point thus far. I mean, even if it's their original one that that they're going to get, it's in the one twenties. I was like, come on. Yeah. Nobody could beat that. My Steelers couldn't beat that. The Cardinals couldn't beat that. How does a trade like that happen? How does the undefeated team get that guy? It's like Chicago was like, we got to we have to move him right now. Whoever calls next gets him. That's what it was like. It was like, we're going to take the seventh Call, caller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Caller number 10. Call in now. <laughs> you get the Robert Quinn sweet steaks. We'll take him for a bag of chips. You know, the one thing I don't know, I'm trying to bring it up right now, but for whatever reason, SportTrack isn't doing it. I want to know what his contract is. You know, how much you're talking <laughs> you about Chicago. You looked at me like I knew Robert Quinn's contract. Well, I'm just saying. You well, said, you have access to know these things. Well, well you said, though, they were, they were going to pick up. Um, the majority of the, the salary. The majority of the salary. Yeah, that's. That, <laughs> okay, so immediately I'm, I'm seeing red flags like, what? A fourth round pick for Robert Quinn? What is going on? How dare. Oh, wait. <laughs> right? Because. Uh, um, what's going on with Robert Quinn base, in his life? They have base salary for Robert Quinn at twelve point eight million, three point one okay. signing bonus, but that doesn't mean anything. There you now. go. Okay, so, cap hit of seventeen point one three seven five. Okay, all right. Um, that for I know. I just wonder how much they're going to pick up of that. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, technically, he's played what at least eight million of that for or, yeah, right. six million. Half, he's already half. done that. Yeah, he's course, already done but, six million. Well, once again, the fourth round pick that seems outrageous for Robert. Quinn. He's I signed would, for two more years too. Oh, and he's under contract. Well, okay, what, what, so. what are the future years value of those eighteen two and seventeen two? Yeah, they don't want to pay that <laughs> for a team that's still rebuilding. Okay. You want that cap space? Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, still, and he might be unhappy. 
it seems like Maybe. a smoking deal. Yeah, yeah. It, it, hey, it, it, and where there's smoke, there is a fire. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys both That's too good. Right there. there it is. That's what my dad would say, right? <laughs> you guys both had uh, angry reactions to that trade, and I don't think it was an anti-Philly thing. Maybe for Max because you you do spend your time in Pittsburgh, um, well, and, and we're going there this weekend, literally in the oh, midst of. That's, yeah, exactly. That's that's why I'm upset. <laughs> I'm like, wait until Monday. Yeah, I couldn't wait until Monday at least. At least give give us a half of a chance. I'm like, no, you just went and added to an even better defense, another pass rusher. Well, well once again, for the record, too, you have a guy that has played um, this year, and he's got one sack. Okay, yeah. so maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's not very productive. Yeah, maybe in Chicago. I hear what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I'll take the over on one with Philadelphia. Magically, he'll get there yeah, exactly. and be pretty good. And I'll take it in under seven games. Yeah, I'll take it by like <laughs> halftime of, uh, of Sunday's game. Yeah, exactly. All right, so you can't get Robert Quinn if you're the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and rule Brian Burns out since they apparently turned down two first-round picks for Brian Burns, which I don't understand. That's not happening. What, no. uh, what, no. what position no. would the trade deadline coming up in six days? What position? <laughs> if, if I told you Steve Kimes making a trade before November 1st, what position are you looking for? Pass rusher. Mm, that's really good. Um, let's see. Um, Pass rusher. You say fullback <laughs> after all this. I, I'm honestly, leaving. I, Alec Ingold. I, I think <laughs> edge. Edge, yeah. definitely. And yeah. maybe an offensive lineman as well. Ooh, lineman would be another good Yeah, one. actually, yeah. offensive line is probably the answer. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's the more feasible hurt. of them. Yeah. yeah. And they're all out. You know, right? they're, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Rodney, you got Rodney Hudson, uh, Billy Price. I, I thought Billy Price played really, really well. Yeah, Billy Price came alive. Billy Price. And that, that's a kid that we, we had. Um, and Boy, is he a square dude. He, he is, I mean, he, he, he is put together. There, there's, nothing ri- there's nothing round about him. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's chiseled. Um, if, if you were ever going to come up with the perfect body type for a center, it would be Billy Price. It's like, it's like what comes to mind when you think of a center? Like his image is what oh, you think. Man. You think of somebody Square like that. Dude. Yeah. I like big dogs no. and I cannot lie. No. I mean, you knew that was going to happen. You I mean, set yourself up. You, you, and you do call offensive linemen butt guts, too. Well, yeah, that's so, true. It was bound to happen yeah. at some point. Big guts. Yeah. And by at some point, do you mean like four or five times a week? I feel like it happens pretty frequently. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It, it does. All right, so you want offensive line max once uh, pass rush. Yeah, so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to go? Are you gonna, Can we just trade for a healthy round? Why don't you just go ahead and actually you break the tie? Like, why don't you break the tie? Where do you want to go? Could I go to the Raiders and say, look, we already made the trade. Here's a fifth round pick. Can we have a healthy Rodney Hudson now? Like, is there something you can do to make sure he's yeah, healthy? No. Is there like a hot tub time machine yeah, or something? Exactly. You know, we just we can give him like two years earlier. Just just fast forward it to now. That's I actually that think one that, I'm really I'm concerned about that one. That's the plot. I yeah. do believe um, that's going to be a problem for the rest of the year. Well, then offensive lines the the answer to the question. If you think Rodney Hudson being injured is going to be an issue for the rest of the year, I, they I, have to address like, the offensive line. But I you're like, not going to go for another center though. I mean, no. you, you, Billy yeah. Billy's going to be your your Pewter too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you yeah. need somebody guard tackle flexible. Cody Ford um, looked up and down a little bit. Yeah. frankly, mm-hmm. but once again, he had no practice whatsoever, and that was the first live hitting he's done 
Yeah. This is when everybody on I your mean, team is hurt every week. Yeah. This is how the season looks. It's yeah, different the, the, five this guys. This is a Tr- Trust me, I, I'm dealing with it now in Pittsburgh, where our entire secondary seems to be on the oh, on the injury goodness. report every single well, week. And, and now you're dealing with Robert Quinn in a couple of days too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So my so, so the tackles are going to have have their own issues. Max, but, yeah. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, man my, my pleasure is always. It's always, always fun. In our days. Yeah, you know, I try and just add a little pizzazz. That's all it is. We come back. The Suns kept their composure in a chippy win over the Warriors. What did Devin Booker have to say about it afterwards? We'll play it for you next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I'm guessing even the most optimistic Suns fan, Wolf, did not expect a 29-point win over Golden State last night. Golden State came in healthy, the Suns healthy. You and I discussed this on the show yesterday going into the game. How much can you take out of the fourth game of the season? It's late October, I get it. These teams are going to be different later in the year. But we got to see both teams basically at full health yesterday, which, which we didn't get to see for a lot of the games between these two teams last year. So there's at least a little bit of a measure stick of, okay, the Suns playing pretty good at full strength and Golden State, that wasn't their best game, at full strength for two and a half quarters until Clay Thompson got tossed. That was um, unthinkable that Clay Thompson would actually get tossed in this game. Um, you said it earlier, uh, the first time he's ever been ejected, mm-hmm. how many games? Uh, I wrote it on one of these seven. Okay. It was like seven hundred ninety-six. It was a lot of games. Trust me on that one. If right you there. count playoffs, um, it was like it was. I think it was seven ninety something. I just uh, watching this was so cool because it reminded me of some of the battles I used to have against a guy by the name of Bill Boyd Bates. Go ahead, uh, Google Bill Boyd Bates space and earnings. Go ahead and do that right now, my young crunk brothers. Bill Boyd Bates was was just the toughest guy on the face of the planet, period. And I cannot tell you how many times we would go at it, especially playing twice a year, because we were in the NFC East. And suddenly, the punches to the face as you're running down the field in the trash talking that was going on. Yes, jawing in the third quarter of this game between uh, Thompson and Booker reminded me of what it was like to go out and do it. Do it for a living. And suddenly, now you're doing it uh, on a basketball court where you don't have 21 other guys out on the field with you. You actually have nine other guys actually out on the floor with you. And you don't have a helmet to hide behind. And there's not enough room. And suddenly, you're jawing at each other. Man, it was was intense. Well, the thing about it... And and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I'm just going to anyway. It felt like when Clay was walking off the floor, and Booker said after the game, yeah, he was taunting us, he's got four rings, we don't. And then Booker was like, he does have four rings and we don't. In fact, here's just the audio of Booker. I have four rings. (laughs) I uh, repeat it over and over. And I do. And I do. (laughs) So was that fueling like you even more like, okay, you want to go there, I'll... No, we're, like, you know, I said respectfully, 
you know, I admire his game, but we're two different players. Um, and we, we play a different brand of basketball and different type of basketball. So if anybody's trying to do any type of comparison, there, there's nothing there. Okay. Look, <laughs> I don't doubt any of that. Booker's usually a pretty straight shooter. Yeah. I don't think that escalated because Devin was like, you know, respectfully, we're yes. two different kinds of players, Clay. Right. And Clay was like, I'm out of here. But what I was going to say is that, that Dude, moment. Loser. Yeah, how dare you not be just like me? Uh, that moment of Clay taunting them with the four rings and, and Clay pointing to it as he's walking off the floor is, it just feels like. Like not even chapter one, but like the whatever the you read a lot of books, whatever yes. that pre the preface, yeah, the going preface. going into it. If this is if there's a seven game playoff series at the end of the season between these two teams, that feels like they're going to flash back to that image when the playoff series starts. Yeah, um, you know, for me, I, I I believe this was coming at some point in time. The Warriors think the Suns are soft. That's what I think, especially without nine nine and Javale McGee. Especially without, I think the Warriors look at it and think, you know, if the Suns are talented, they got all sorts of talent, of course, but we know what we have. We can push them around. Exactly right. We can push them around. And I think that was, that was not a mistake that happened last night. They went right after Devin Booker in that person that went after him, in my opinion, Clay Thompson. Now, Clay Thompson was having a really, really bad game. I think it was one of eight yeah. from the field, as a matter points. of fact. Two points. And you had Devin Booker at 34. <laughs> okay? Um, yet, at the same time, I'm sure Clay Thompson... Um, has an awful lot of pride. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that he has a lot of pride because his reaction, whatever Book said, <laughs> you know, he may have said, you know, the four rings and the, you know, the fact that Clay Thompson was pointing to his finger saying, I got four of them. Yeah. That type of thing and taunting the bench. Yeah, that's the Trump card. I understand that. But whatever Book said to Clay Thompson got him really, really, really hot. Yeah. No, a hundred percent, and and I can't put my finger on what it was, other than the fact that Golden State, that Clay Thompson got that upset that they were that <laughs> engaged in a late October game with the Suns. I don't think if Clay Thompson, first of all, I don't think Clay Thompson gets tossed most nights. In fact, he never has. But if you're telling me Golden State's playing Indiana last night. And Clay's just having a bad night. Something yeah. happened before the game, and he gets tossed. I don't think he's looking at the Indiana bench and being like, "Hey, we got four rings," because Indiana's not winning a ring anytime soon. They're not close. They're not yep. in that conversation. He knew that would hit the Suns hard because the Suns just won sixty-four games, and because the Suns were just in the NBA Finals two years ago. I really feel like Golden State looks at the Suns as maybe you're right. You know, we can push this team around, or let's yeah. at least see how far we can push them. Yep. But I think they look at the Suns. Set aside media. Set aside fans talking on Twitter, I think the players on the Warriors look at the Suns as maybe their main competition in the West. Yeah, you know, as a professional athlete, it's one of the things you know, too. One of the things you do is you poke and you prod certain players, and you're trying to get a response out of them and trying to see, does it make them better or does it make them worse? This is one of the things when you've been around a long time, it's really a benefit for a veteran. Do I poke and prod this guy or do I just leave him alone? You've heard me many times talk about Lawrence Taylor and the fact that you leave, nobody, you leave Lawrence Taylor alone. You don't say anything to him. Don't say boo to him. Do not even react to anything he says. You ignore him completely. I mean, these were, these were guys yelling this stuff. In the locker room before we'd take a field, 
offensive linemen yelling this stuff. Ignore him! You know, trying to get your attention as to how important it was that you left Lawrence Taylor alone. Sam Mills, do you remember Sam Mills? Uh Sam Mills is a great Mike linebacker for the Saints for many, many years. Sam Mills, that was one guy you could mess with. And he he got worse when you started messing with him, right? Harry Carson, to some degree, as well, was another guy. Google these names, Basin audience. Harry Carson, another guy that you could get under his skin. And he wouldn't be um, as good, in my opinion. Well, the Devin Booker, Clay Thompson interaction is is real interesting to me because Devin Booker is known to talk trash. It's not just a like th- yeah. this assumption. Oh, Clay Thompson said something Devin Booker didn't like, and he said this, and Clay got mad. I mean, you, you're gonna have to convince me Devin Booker didn't initiate a lot of this. This is Joel Embiid from when is it, Aaron? March, March 28th. Yeah, this is Joel Embiid on Devin Booker. I don't know, Draymond, uh, KD. I really can't think. Is there anybody else? I have two other names. Uh, CP and Book. I think Book is low-key. Low uh, yeah. People don't realize uh, it. I don't, I don't think people know that. He talks a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you heard something last yes. night. Yes. I'm sure you he's heard something all, last night. Well, he's always talking, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but that's the thing. I love that about, you know, these type of guys. Like, they just know how good they are. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, so Clay Thompson was having a tough time from the floor, one of eight. He's got Devin Booker in he his face for points, 35 minutes. And, and Book had 34. <laughs> uh, he was rolling, so I would imagine at some point in time, yeah, Book was letting him know. Yeah. Man, you got he had two points? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clay Thompson probably took offense to that. It seems like he probably did. But I honestly believe the Warriors wanted to take a run at the Suns to begin with. I do. Well, here, along those lines, kind of a long cut, but this is DeAndre Ayton after the game. It wasn't just Booker they were going after. The honestly, foul. like I, I felt that he was trying to get under my, on, on my nerves the whole game. And <laughs> my, Coach Mom was trying to tell me, yo, he is just trying to get you, you know, teed up, get you. I was like, I'm not really, man, I just want the rest to see this you know what I'm saying? Because me, I'm not gonna keep fighting somebody who, you know, who want to front me, who want to do this. So the one time I, I really like ran the floor correctly, seen him, and I tried to seal him, and, and I guess he pulled a chair on me, and I just felt like it was kind of, you know, getting a little junky because I came back down. He tried to pull me down with him when I was trying to set the screen. So I'm like, I just feel him. You know, a lot of dudes do that. A lot of teams do that trying to attack me. And me, I just feel like right now, while I'm in foul trouble, it's just me. You know, it's just me being really antsy. I'm excited, man. Like, we got a new team. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm getting in foul trouble early. Not not postseason. I'll really, go relax. <laughs> but most definitely trying to be everywhere on that on that floor and just be there for my teammates. Yeah. Now, who do you think he was talking about? You know, yeah, he was talking about Draymond, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, can I tell you, they, there it is right there. Dia, you just said, I'm not going to fight some guys trying to front me. You, you just said it. And um, I, I'm not talking about fighting. I'm not. I'm talking about fighting within the context of the sport and what's legal inside of the sport. And I would ask you, my brother, I would ask you, why not? Why aren't you? I do, though, and I hear what you're saying. I do think there's a lesson for a younger player to learn every time they play Draymond Green. You know, as much as would I really have been that upset if DA got tossed in a game in October? No. 
But I don't want Draymond Green thinking he can get under anybody on the Suns' skin. And clearly, and I don't think it's a shock, hey. Draymond walked up and said, him. That's yeah. who I can get to. Yeah, do you have any idea how many guys respond well to somebody trying to get under their skin? Devin Booker. <laughs> Tap for into it, man. Tap into it, D.A. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. The Coyotes won big last night in Columbus. They're finally coming home for the first time this season. How do they feel heading into that opener at Mullet Arena on Friday? We're going to ask their head coach, Andre Turini. Next, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. A nice win for the Coyotes last night in Columbus, wrapping up this long six-game road trip to start the season with a 6-3 victory over the Blue Jackets. Shane Goss spare a couple goals. Dylan Gunther, his second career. Now the Coyotes home, finally. Wolf, they get four straight games starting Friday at Mullet Arena. And joining us on the Arizona Sports Line is Coyotes head coach Andre Turini. Uh Coach, thank you for the time. Congratulations on the win last night. How do you feel after the first road trip of the season? I feel pretty good. I think we uh, that's that's the reality in sports. You know, we feel as good as our last game. So I think we played well uh, yesterday in Columbus. Was good to get the win. Good first win for Ingram. Good good performance from everybody. So was that uh, was a good way to finish the trip. Yeah, Barry, you brought him up right there, Connor Ingram, a guy that is just kind of making his way into the NHL. Tell me what you saw from him. You know, he's, he's pretty quick. Uh, he uh, swallowed the puck really well. He can. Uh, he's pretty good with his rebound. He was down. You know, I said it after his first game. He, he played a preseason game for Nashville um, and a half game. He played 26 minutes on, on September 26th. And then he didn't play after that. He went in Europe with the team and all of it. And when, he, when they came back, yeah, yeah, we claim him. He played for us a little bit. Uh, he practiced for us a little bit, but didn't play. So when we put him in the net in Montreal, he did. He had uh, only twenty twenty some minutes played since the start of the start of the camp. So that was good for him to have another start and having a chance to get his leg under himself and feel much better. So uh, he played well. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. Coach, you know I'm going to ask you about Dylan Gunther every week you have you on the show probably, <laughs> especially when he's scoring the way he did. Now, I know when we talked to you earlier uh, at the start of the season, you said he's not just on this team because he's scoring goals. He does a lot of other things. But his first two goals have been pretty nice goals. Boy, he, he, absolutely. You know, he, uh, I agree with, with, with what you say. He, he, he does a lot of good things in the ice, but he can score as well. You know, it's it's good to do a lot of good things, but uh, he can make things who it's tough to teach, which is scoring goal, and he has that touch, and he has that feel for the net. So it was good for him. It was a good relief to get his first goal, and uh, it was a good shot last game to get his second. So talk to me a little bit about this chemistry that is forming, obviously, between Clayton Keller and Shane Gostisberg. <laughs> I think that's now it's uh, – it's the second year. Those guys, they, they like to play together, and we make sure they, they're on the ice as much as possible together. They, uh, both of them have high IQ and a good vision, and they look for each other. So uh, the, the chemistry is good for now, and uh, 
we uh, it, it was the same last year, so that's uh, just building up right now. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney. All right, coach, six games in, and this is this is fun for the fans. I don't know how it is for the coaches. We've seen 48 goals in these first six games that the Coyotes have played in. Uh, better offense, though, from your group than we saw at the start of last year. What do you think has been the key? Is it the power play? Is it? Do you like what you're seeing five on five? Uh, I think that the power play is a big, big element for sure because you, you need to think about who's playing in the power play and it's your best offensive player. So when the power play is rolling, that's mean that's mean your your best offensive player are feeling good and they're making plays and that translates at five on five a lot. So uh, right now we uh, we we score more goal than last year, but we need definitively to tighten it up defensively. There's no doubt about it. So I know that you're big on the toughness of a team, of course, and especially yep. if you're in the NHL, you better be tough. Um, talk to me about that. Where are you now? Are you happy with the toughness of your team, Bear? I think we uh, we know we can we we can be dominant in that, and we need to do it consistently. And uh, we when we are at our best, we are physical and intimidating team and that's what we need to be uh every night and in all fairness we had inconsistency in in that uh, since the start of the season but i think that just highlights how much it's important for our team to to have that physicality and that toughness and uh, that being rugged in all of it so uh, i think we uh, it's a work in progress we we still uh, we we just need to get the consistency at that level so bear how often do you talk to your guys about that i mean is is it is it a daily thing that you're talking to them about or is that too much in their face how often do you talk to these guys about that uh, i talk Every day about culture and about identity. That's I'm a big believer in when you play to your identity, when you play the way you're supposed to play as a team in the in terms of your own identity. I think the New York Rangers have different uh, identity than the Arizona Coyotes, and it's okay like that. There's not just one way to do things. It's the same thing in football, same thing in every sport, but that's our way to do things. Uh, we need to get some consistency in the way we play, and that's normal. At the start of the season, it's like training camp in every sports. You, you, you don't get consistency. That's why you play and you get better, better every day, and more consistent with time. So that's where we stand as a team. We still need to keep growing our consistency. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney. All right, coach, you're back in Arizona finally. First four home games starting on Friday at Mullet Arena. I was just there the other day. It's a it's a beautiful facility, but it is different. Do you have to say anything to your group about the unique experience they're going to have at home games this year? I think we all have the same feeling. You know, we everybody asks us how how it will be and everything. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We've never been there. <laughs> so we will uh we're so excited. We 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 cannot cannot wait and I'm talking for the player here. We're we're excited to, to go at the at Mullet and uh start to play there and then see the fans there and the the ambience will be there, the atmosphere and I've been been in junior and been in the, in, in five thousand uh seat arena and when when the crowd are into it, that those are the loudest and most intimidating buildings. So, uh, looking forward to see how it will be in our building, and we're all curious and excited about it. 
Bear quickly, Jack McBain is interesting to me. Um, sniper goal last night, Jack McBain. Yeah. Talk to me about that guy. You know, Bainer is a, Bainer last night had a hell of a game because he scored that goal, yes, but as well, they played against the, their top six, their best player, and with uh, Christian Fisher and Liam O'Brien, that line played against uh, their, their top player, and they did a really good job. And you know what? Fun fact here. We uh, we talk about toughness and we talk about intensity and there's two games this year where we start that line and we play them against top six top six of the opponent and you know what we won both games. Wow! We did that in Toronto. Uh, we played with more urgency and more intensity that game, and those guys play against their t- their top six and we won that game. And last night again we did it again. So uh, that showed the leadership and how important it is for us to play that way. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you and good luck on Friday. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bear. That's Coyote's head coach, Andre Turney, joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. I like the the routine we're in, Wolf, where we just keep getting him after wins. It's the best time to talk to a hockey coach. That's awesome, man. But, man, Jack McBain. He's a big unit too. Hey, they like him. That's what I. That's yeah. what I like about that dude, man. Yeah. That goal he scored, sniper. That, was, last that night. was a filthy goal as well. They they showed up. They they looked like a team that was like we've been on the road for six games to start the season. We get through this tonight. And we finally get to go home. Sixteen days on the road, man. They got a fourteen game road trip coming Ooh. up after this. <laughs> I mean, they'll be they'll come back to Phoenix a few times in there, but they won't play here. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll wrap up the show. A lot to get to. We'll get back into Suns. Also, a team expressing interests in AJ Green. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Uh, this, is, this is a way to, to wrap up a Wednesday right here. A little uh, Dragon Force. Yes. By the way, did you like my selection on Imagine Dragons for What Will Wolf Watch? Did you I, like I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah, that not that weird, man? Um, not my style, really, of music yet. At the same time, i got to tell you, there's a little something there. My kids love that. Imagine Dragons. Right? They have a couple songs I absolutely can't stand, but that wasn't right. one. They, but they have this right. weird range of, it like... It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. I'm, I'm kind of... Digging I, their chili wonder, a little bit. Not all their songs, but what if they combine them into Imagine Dragon Force? <laughs> now that's a band that I would I would need to listen to. Uh, I want to get this out there before we wrap up. Dan Graziano says the Green Bay Packers have expressed interest in trading for AJ Green. Wow, are you serious? Okay, what what could that? What do you? Why are you? I'm grinning? just trying not to make what any you, jokes. What do you? What do you? What hasn't he helped them enough? Oh. <laughs> Oh, the turnaround. I mean, that was against oh, Green Bay. Oh, the turnaround. <laughs> All right, I'll be good now. Can Sorry. you imagine that, though? Can you imagine that? That's, that's the team that is interested? Well, they don't have any veteran receivers. It would actually make a lot of sense for them, other um, than, I guess, Randall Cobb. Wow. I, honestly, I think at this point in time, that... If anybody is going to give you anything for him, I I think that's done. Don't you? Green Bay has to make a trade for a receiver, right? 
I mean, they're done if they don't. If they don't, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is throwing to guys that aren't ready, yeah. and, and he's blaming them. Yeah, so they need to bring in somebody that's a, an established. I wonder receiver. who else they might be talking about if they need another receiver. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Cook's name was out there a lot. Yeah, in, in okay. relation to Green Bay, right? That was about a week ago. I wonder if they need some proven guy, right? Or I wonder if Greg Dorch, his name came up. In no, that. no, they can't have Greg Dorch. Or I wonder if Rondell Moore actually came up in that discussion as well. <laughs> why wouldn't? You? Why would? Why would you not? If you were Aaron Rodgers, though. Don't you think, first of all, yes, you'd be licking toads. I know you're going to say it. You have that look on your face. <laughs> Secondly, though. I wasn't going to say it. I was not going to say it. No, I wasn't. But uh, if you're Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't not you yet. prefer A.J. Green as opposed to Rondale Moore? A- Aaron Rodgers has young receivers with upside. He needs a guy that yeah. he knows can yeah. catch. No, that's a great point by you right there. Um, yeah, I think A.J. Green would probably jump at the opportunity to play, I would imagine, with Aaron Rodgers. That's just a guess. Yeah, I would think so. Um what do we get back? Boy, that makes that's piqued my interest, man. I could easily see that happening. Well, we got I what, still November first. I, I still think Daryl Williams before anybody else. They've, they've got to be taking phone calls on Daryl Williams. They have to right now. Yeah, it's tougher when he's hurt, Look, right? I, to trade like you're not going to get I, as yeah, much but again, value. It's not like he's seriously hurt. Yeah, he's just banged up a little bit. He's going to be okay. This is a guy that last year had over. A thousand yards combined, receiving, of course, and rushes over a thousand yards. I mean, that's significant. Played with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they've got to be taking phone calls on him right now, especially because of Keontae Ingram and how they feel about Keontae Ingram. Yeah. By the way, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Makes a lot more sense to trade Daryl Williams after you've seen that Eno can handle it and Keontae Ingram yes. can handle it, as opposed to just letting Daryl Williams go and out of training camp. That, that wouldn't have made any sense. Uh, and this way he gets up and back, too. Uh, Kyler Murray. Talking today after practice, uh, talked about if he uh, how he would have loved to start the season the way they did last week. Love to um, start the season how we did last year. You know that that's not the case. Uh, I think having Hotback definitely helps. You know, just having him out there, um, his presence, his confidence, um, obviously the ability, route running, catch the ball, all that stuff. Um, but just the, you know, more than anything, me and him are just comfortable together, and we've had those reps. And uh, I know where he's going, where he's going to be, what he's going to do. Um, same for him. So. Uh, yeah, it's, obviously it's unfortunate to start the season like that, but I don't think we could have done anything differently. Man, see, that's the thing that bums me out about starting the season like that is I was hoping the Arizona Cardinals would find another way to move the ball and score points where they weren't so dependent on DeAndre Hopkins. Now, once again, if you tell me D Hop's going to play in every game the rest of the way, okay. I uh, got no problem with that. But at some point in time, you're going to have to figure out a way to actually move the ball, possess the ball, um, get red zone possessions, and convert those red zone possessions into touchdowns. You're going to have to find a way to do that without DeAndre Hopkins at some point in time. Now, this is our transition music. Okay. So we can talk Suns. What is this? Because we had oh. so much stuff to fit into this last segment that we wanted to get into a little okay, bit of Okay, that's too. fine. 
Okay, <laughs> really don't. Play more what are we doing? I'm what are we trying doing? to find the right Fire audio here. This is DeAndre Ayton after the game last night. That, I, was, I mean, honestly, that's like a game one. I felt like a game one. You know, where you know, the two top teams in the conference come against each other and um, they feel each other out for game one. That's what it felt like. You know? And, you know, uh, we did a lot of good things because them dudes, they definitely threw a couple punches to where, you know, you know, we could have stayed down, but at the same time, we got the ball out, got it from out of, the, out of the basket, and we kept pushing, and we would score right back at them and calm their momentum down. So that's what I really like. We didn't have no downfall in our no downfall in our in our energy today. I love DeAndre Ayton. Anyone that has listened to this show, you know how much I respect this guy and love him. I really do. But man, I'll tell you what, right now, I I need more fight from DeAndre Ayton. I he, I, I just rage meter. Wolfley measures Aiton's anger. I'm just saying right now, um, okay, I'm going to give him a 7.3. A 7.3 on the rage meter right now. I, I Listen, DA, um, yeah, I do want you to stand in front of somebody and front somebody up. You should be able to do that. There's nothing wrong with doing it. It's not like you have to get in any brawls out there or get ejected from a game. That's not what I'm talking about. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> you know, there are these dudes. <laughs> they have an intensity about them, man. And you've got to have an intensity about yourself as well. By the way, did you know you got benched? Yeah, I realize you had five fouls at that point in time. But do you realize you got benched in this game? They brought on Jock Landale and said, Hey, Jock, you know what? You're pretty good. We're going to let you finish this game. Even though the Warriors made a run. They pulled within 12. There were six minutes left to go. Hey, Jock Landale, you get in there. You finish it. Uh, Why are you so okay with that? This is what I, I mean, just listening to him right there, I love DA. But why are you so okay with that, DeAndre? That is a question I could not answer in the, in the next one second, and that's how much time we have. Downright this, amicable we had, after uh, that. Literally had too much to fit into four hours today, so we'll roll some of it over tomorrow. Thanks, Darren Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.